When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Show my talk about our seven one everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Thursday, and it's official. It's official. It's eighty degrees. Eighty. Eighty degrees. Oh, people, it's nice. been so long. Nice. Oh, it's been so long. People. It's so good to feel you again. Oh, it felt good oh, today yeah. driving. I drove around River Road. It's so pretty. I tried to put Spanx on today because I'm going to a fashion show tonight. And I'm like, what am I going to wear with this? You don't need Spanx. This sofa that I'm wearing around my body that's holding my shoulder together. And I thought, well, when in doubt, wear animal print. That is a fashion. You can bank that one. And then I thought maybe I'll wear uh, some Spanx. Why would you even consider it? I don't know. I just thought I'd, you know. You don't need them. Well, I can't. Put I couldn't on. get him on well, with, with one, one arm. No. no, that was it. And Casey came, and I'm like, "Go oh, downstairs." No. He goes, "What are you doing?" I no. go, nah, "I'm doing things." Because I had one Unit. leg in a Spanx, oh and it was hanging around my knee, and the oh. other one was just floating there. And I'm like, I don't want you to see me. I don't blame you. People yeah. have arthritis can't put on Spanx. Yeah, People God. have tennis elbow yeah, can't no, put on Spanx. No, I kicked Shoulders. them off. It uh-uh. rubbed off my Sally Hansen spray on leg makeup that I had so artfully. You know, I shaved my legs and then sprayed my legs, and I was like, you know, because already I can't even. Julia, I haven't shaved my legs in like six weeks. You have dowie blonde hair. What I have dowie, dowie, dowie. Downy, Downy, Downy's brother, Downy's brother. Blonde hair. All right, we feel like we've been here all day, though. We do. Glad it's been eighty degrees. We had a meeting here at. Yeah. At way too early, eleven thirty for us. So it was just <laughs> no, like it felt just horrible when they do that. Horrible to you. when they do that, and so we're just like, and I like, we need coffee. And then Rocco made some magic with the study of Doug conversation we had the other day. But he really took a whole different approach to it. Approach to it, and it was uh, this was radio gold that happened on Tuesday or- afternoon. Radio Gold, Julia. Just oh, call it what it you is. You and I just couldn't stop laughing. No, but we should play it. I'm and ready. Let's go and let's all just right. get it all off to a good start. Some sad news this week on My Talk 1071. As on Tuesday afternoon, the Lori and Julia show went off the rails. There were just two survivors. I just was going to call it old shiny ball, you know, <laughs> where they just look like they're hot and sweaty all the time. You know, inflamed, as it were. Because all of them were meaning to inflame. 
My Talk 1071 could use your help. If anybody out there has any idea what these two were talking about, please contact our confidential tip line. In the meantime, we encourage you to keep listening to The Lori and Julia Show, weekdays from 3 to 6. They need all the help you can give them. So true. Yeah, still, so true. Oh, has he cut us off? Has he yeah. cut us off? No, no. Yeah. I was trying to say flaming hot Cheeto to I had- describe what what it all looks like if you involve the dean. Oh, Lori, I have no idea what you were saying. Half the audience has no idea what you're talking well, about. Well, we talked now. about a terrible, terrible disease out there, mm. vulvodynia. Well, it's just mm. something if you're, you know, just it's it's for it's real. Just something if you're to wearing, be aware of. If you're wearing tight pants four times or more a week, and and yoga pants now count as pants in your wardrobe, and you take care of, uh, you groom, you, but down to nothing. Yeah. So your cue ball, shiny cue ball, and uh, you're you're probably going to get this condition called vulvodynia, which is not spaghetti. <laughs> it's not and it affects like, <laughs> which is not spaghetti. <laughs> no, it's not any kind of pasta. Right? No, that was oh, that was Bulbadina. Tuesday at five thirty. Oh no, my it God. isn't a volcano in Italy, Donnie. <laughs> it's not that either. Oh. Well, something may erupt. Oh my gosh! Oh, so my you God. were trying to say flaming hot? I had uh, no. I was trying to say, fla- I just now have deciphered that I that all of a sudden it, out. it looks like a flaming. Hot Cheeto, mm. and I couldn't even Hopefully get it. People out. aren't eating these on the drive home. Oh my God! Go ahead and eat them. They're so they're delicious. so good. Okay. Oh my gosh, that was too. They, Lori, too, every time I hear that, I it know. just makes me laugh. I told my mom, I said, "You've got to listen to five thirty. She said, "Well, I listened to earlier in the day when you were talking about your mean sister." Oh, and I said, oh, and I said, "Oh, mom, I know you probably didn't like that." Well. You know, it's and I true. said, "Yeah, she couldn't." <laughs> well, well, you know that's not nice. Yeah. She said, "I go, oh, she's never going to find out. She'll never she wouldn't know. care anyway." Right? You know, because my mom listens on the app. She does listen on the app. She used to do the stream through the computer, right. but she does have a smartphone and an iPad. And my sister, the app is so portable. Yes. I mean, she doesn't have to leave her her lounge chair, right? And then she's got the the um, silent alarm trigger right next to her alarm chair because she's got yappy dogs, and so she presses the button. Oh, and they get they hear the silent mm-hmm. alarm. Yeah, I understand. Or the side the so that the works whistle. for barking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, oh, control the barking. Yeah, for the yippee yippee yippee. So you don't have to wear a collar to zap them. It's well, just she a used silent to alarm. spray a water bottle at them, but all it was really doing was making the floor wet. And right. her almost falling down. Right. Exactly. So it was kind of counterproductive. And then those dogs just are crazy about. Post office. No, they're people no, deliver- they're crazy oh. about Lucy, the uh, robotic vacuum cleaner. Oh, so when Lucy goes out, the dogs follow her. Y- yes, they. My mom has to lock the dogs up, and that's so. Dogs go crazy. They, they go, go crazy, crazy for the vacuum things. cleaners. But even Barking a vacuum cleaner, my Katie, yeah. she used to go oh, crazy. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, just but, stay away. Yeah, what do you call those robotic ones? The, the Zumba. Zumba. What is it? Roomba. Roomba. Yes. Roomba, yes. and then they park themselves back in the station, and you're like, "Chop done. Off you go." I know. I mean, it's really a nice little thing. But my mom was like, "Oh, that they they just are vexed 
by the Roomba. And that barking would drive me crazy. Well, and we used to have, she had a program for uh, Lucy to do the living room and kitchen at like two in the morning, but then the dogs would wake up because yeah, they would hear yeah, it. Yeah. And so anyway, she's, I'm just like, well, I really want your, your maid in chief, which is what I call her Roomba, because when you've got, like one of her dogs is a, uh, what do you, a palm. Do you, they yeah. shed. Do you know how much they shed? Mm. I had a lab, Lori. Yeah. Those, yeah. They, you have to, it's got to be vacuumed every day. They mm-hmm. leave such a fluff trail mm-hmm. behind. Well, that's kind of nice that she has that, though. But I didn't know that there was a silenter button that wasn't a collar. Oh, she's, let me, this is like the 10th thing she's tried. And does but, it, does she feel like this works? Yeah. Muti, you need to send it to me because my friend Shannon out there in Seattle needs this. For her, for her, dogs. her yapping dogs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when the mailman comes or anybody right. comes oh, to yeah. the doorbell or it's anybody just, go crazy. even gets too close to the front door, they go crazy. If a yeah. bird lands in a tree mm-hmm. in the back, I mean, there's no end to the reason those dogs will bark. <laughs> Which drive me crazy. Well, that's one of the things mm-hmm. about a smaller dog. You're going to get a yipper and a yapper, possibly. You are going to get a yipper and a yapper. Should be their names. Yeah, right. Yeah, yipper, yipper and, and yapper. yapper. No kidding. All right. We're going to get excited with this next story because Cher is coming on Saturday night to the Excel. Yes, she is. We're hosting a suite. I don't know how many tickets are left, if any. I feel like... Uh, you know, there might be, if you don't have tickets the day before the concert, which is tomorrow, mm-hmm. you could contact the Excel uh, box office and see what kind of promoter tickets that Cher there, and yeah. her team has turned yeah. back to Turn the back. Excel yeah. because yeah. for some reason, people don't always want to come to Minnesota for a show. And so other famous people, I bet they want to see them at Madison Square Garden oh, or yeah. Staples Center or this, that, you know, they don't, they're like, what do we want to go to Minnesota for? But it is they're a Saturday lost. night. Anyway, we've, we've dug up something from the vaults to play for a story. We okay, perfect. Of. Share sing oh, it. Cher. She does have an opener, Nile Rogers and Chic, which of course that's his band that he, uh, you know, uh, had back in. Well, it's never really broken up, but just now he gets no, Billy, Nile yeah, Rogers, yeah. and Chic, and, and they sing like you're Le Freak, Le yeah. Freak. That song. Also, also, I want your love, good times, which is considered mm-hmm. the most sampled song in pop history. That that oh, one. Oh, they sing that too. A, yeah, okay. that's in uh, Sugar Hill Gang rappers right. delight. It, that's kind of that. Good times has okay. probably been sampled. That's what they say. And he produced uh, like a virgin for Madonna. He did. Oh yeah, I didn't know Daft that. Punk. Let get lucky. That oh, he's song. Still an amazing talent. David Bowie okay. worked with. He's pretty yeah. amazing. Oh. So they're opening. Yeah. Sure okay. has an opening act, and it starts at eight o'clock. Doors open at 7 at the Excel. Yeah, I'm going to say that he's, you know, Cher's probably not going to come out till like 9.15. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I would think. Oh, suddenly my... Oh, dear, Laurie. I mean, I don't know why you're meeting at 5 o'clock, because you'll be ready to go home by 11, Grandma. I'll be ready to go home by (laughs) 9. I might have to... I might have to push that time redo with my friends. Or push it back, because Cher won't... You know, if you, I would like, I want to see Nile Rogers and Chic. You know, I want to. You know how I can't handle that long of an engagement. I really, I get up and leave tables. It's terrible. It, well, all right. Well, I'm glad that Cher, we're just getting excited. This yes. was, um, I don't know how many times she was on with David Letterman. A lot. A lot. And I think oh, this yeah. is from an appearance in the 90s. And David Letterman was sort of everywhere this morning because his new, his inner long form interview show, which is just like six episodes, is yeah, coming, back. coming back. Yes. To Netflix. 
So this is from a time when Cher Letterman, uh, you know, wanted to know about the men in Cher's life. And I think they start. Does she tell the story about having the opportunity to spend the weekend with Elvis? She does. Okay, here we go. Just say anything you want as we work our way down this list. Okay. List of men. No. Warren Beatty? Yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Elvis Presley? And almost. What what happened that was uh, I got nervous. Really? Oh. Yeah. What was the uh, evening like? It was I didn't get there. Yeah. I was that nervous. So you you never actually went out with him? No. Nope. David I wish that I had. Yeah. Marlon Brando Marlon too. Brando. I wished I had. D- you didn't go out with Marlon Brando? Well, we just hung out for a while. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I wished I had. Yeah, I believe you. I believe Gene you. Gene Simmons? Yes. <laughs> yes. What is this? Is my life in men? No, it's just. <laughs> it's come to that. It's beneath you. Ben well, Bernanke? No, that's not true. Ben Bernanke? What? <laughs> ben Bernanke? Yeah. No, Larry Summers. He's on, he's on the list here. Um, uh, Michael Bolton? No. <laughs> uh, Eric Clapton? Once. <laughs> Does it just take once to get on the list? Is that all it is? I don't know. I, what, what is it? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know. I just, these are, these are people, famous people you've known in your life. Yes. Well, you've led a very interesting life. There's lots more than that. Now I don't I don't want to be uh, coarse about this. Oh come on, you will be. But <laughs> but when you say there's lots more than this, in round numbers. Well, I mean we're not talking Cleopatra numbers here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I loved their chemistry oh, together. Yeah. They were oh darling, so darling, darling. Other people on the list. Um, she has had she and she's not done her own book. No, you know, and so we we've not had share in her own words, but I really, you know, one day maybe Barbara Streisand. I want to hear about the lovers. Well, I mean, she's supposedly Cher. writing it, but yeah. I think she's kind of um, lazy about her book. Yeah, she doesn't really want to do it. Barbara Streisand looks forward, not behind. And I think sometimes when you get to, maybe I mean I haven't gotten to reach the age of seventy seven and reflect back. Is that old? Um, I, I thought she was seventy two, but oh, Barbara, Barbara is like seventy six or oh, seventy seven. Yes. And then maybe maybe you just don't want to look back and remember. Well, but that's what people want in the book. Yeah. You know, we want to get. And so I love that Cher played yeah. with David Letterman on that, and he's going to be Letterman's going to be interviewed on the. Um, Sunday today that Willie Geis hosts and um, they play. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Did a little of that on the Today Show. And um, so, he, you know, he told Willie, I did miss late night the first year. Mm-hmm. But then he he's like very close with his son, Harry. And... He's 72 and his son is 16. And he's like, if I kept doing late night, I was just going to miss hanging out with Harry, who oh, really wait. is my best. He's my best friend. But he doesn't, Harry doesn't think I'm his best friend. No, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it, and the beard. Yeah. The beard is still there, yeah. the Santa Claus beard. And um, he just... He just seemed real yeah. kind of happy, but I just was like, the chemistry between Cher and Letterman was just... She went priceless. out with Val Kimmer, too. Yes, I know. Both yeah, and she, Tom Cruise and Val Kimmer. Yeah, she went uh-huh. out with uh, both uh, Maverick and what yep. was... Richie Sambora. Yeah, no, she has a real Ooh. interesting... So she went out with a couple of top guns, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Exactly, Donnie, uh-huh. exactly. And then, of course, Stephen Colbert, who took over for David Letterman in the... In uh, the old uh, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan Theater. Theater, he had BTS on last night. They were making their American the Korean t- band. Yeah, we the boy about band, yesterday. the boy band, and he, they had them on. And he, they did this pre-tape thing. Donnie posted it where he's like really doing a very good impersonation of Ed Sullivan, mm-hmm. and then the boys. Are do mop topped up the Beatles BTS? It's, it was cute. Yeah, it was, it was well really done. cute. Fifty years later, seven days, twenty six hours, and something else <laughs> yeah. from when the Beatles originally oh, performed. Years. Yeah, yeah. It's a little off. But he was very cute, and they, you know, boy, those boys are so many. There's seven. There's seven of them. Yeah, it's kind of. It was. It was sort of cute. But somebody tweeted us uh, yesterday uh-huh. uh, and said the BTS fans. They are absolutely. So passionate. She and her daughter drove to Chicago That's to right. see BTS. And they, they're, it's, you know, people are, if you have a boy band that you love, you just never, ever forget them. And a they're friend. all so cute. And one of the things in a boy band, they're always real innocent. They look like boys that you would just date when you were in eighth grade. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of eighth, ninth, tenth yeah. grade, seventh grade, maybe sixth grade. There's, you're just not having any kind of anything other than you're having a crush on them. Yeah, I have a friend who's like my age and really wants to go to the Jonas Brothers. And she says every time she asks her friends, they're kind of like, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, you go. Oh, it would be you, fun. It would be so fun because they they're were coming gr- in June. They were great on SNL this weekend. Oh. And Emma Thompson was great. That might have been the best SNL that they've had in a long time. Oh. Every skit was great. on fire. I didn't watch it. And no, I, um, I have a tape, though. Yeah, it was just really, really good. And their uh, performances, the Joe Bros brought it. I love their new songs. Yeah. I'd go see them in concert. Same. Yeah. I thought, I said, you go, don't, who cares what other people think? Yeah. Madonna, I got it all worked out with the European Broadcasting uh, Commission to perform at Eurovision. You know, our, our buddy Danny, Mr. Old Manuary from four or five years ago, mm-hmm. he always goes to this Eurovision show every, yes, he it's does. always every May. So it's in Tel Aviv. She's going to perform Like a Prayer and then her new single, maybe this is the one you guys Played at no, the end it of is, it is not okay. Oh. We haven't heard it yet. We have not heard future. It's called yet. future. Should we play it? We, no, we don't. We have don't it. have it, and it's featuring U.S. rapper Quavo. So um, that story that they were fighting with her that she couldn't perform like a prayer. 
No, she's bringing the whole gospel choir. And she just didn't sign the paperwork. She didn't sign the paperwork, and they didn't also want to bring in the black toilet and pay for so many rooms. <laughs> okay. there you have for it. just two songs. And the Rolling <laughs> just Stones. Just two songs. For two songs. And the Rolling Stones have announced their new dates minus New Orleans. So. And no, a ticket. but no Minneapolis. No, the, it yeah. was, never was never on, on the, schedule. the schedule. Never on the schedule. So anyway. Oh, we're getting two for uh, Thursday. Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune is joining us. And he was in New York last week. So we're going to hear uh, in the second half when you hear some of the Broadway stuff you saw. And then this first half, let's talk movies. Okay. Let's start with John Wick with that delicious, ageless vampire Keanu Reeves <laughs> and Holly Berry, two of Hollywood's finest looking people who both have been around the movie business for a long time. And Angelica Houston. And then, that's yes. right. Third generation Hollywood lady. What did you think of John Wick? Well, it's super violent, so people should be warned, if that's a problem for them, that it's going to be. Do they not know that from right. one or would, two? Well, I mean, even... Well, yeah. It's it's actually more violent than... I didn't see two. Okay. It's more violent than one, for sure. For sure. Uh, so he's a, he's an ongoing character, John, John Wick. Wick. Yes. Uh, most of the other characters in it are new this time around. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, but that might be a little bit of a spoiler. But anyway, yeah, he's sort of a, you know, he vanquishes evildoers. Yeah, and, and he's getting revenge, and he okay. misses his wife. And Yep, it has know. great stunts. It's it's kind of funny. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, oh, okay. you did? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's sitting at 90% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and it opens tomorrow. It's a fun one. Yeah, that one is going to be huge. Will that upset Avengers game, Avengers at the box office? Maybe, Maybe. not because it's R-rated, so kids okay. can't. Kids, well, kids can get in, but they're going to spend their money on an Avengers ticket and then go to go the to other theater. So okay. Avengers gets the money either way. Okay. You know oh, who's and in also, it? Angelica Houston does a terrible Russian accent. Uh, a, she like, does? Terrible in a kind of a fun way Russian accent. Okay. Like a campy, like Natasha, Almost. kind of a Boris and Natasha kind of a... <laughs> yes. She's looking very much like Natasha from the cartoon... She Kind of is. Kind of is. You know what I mean? Did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? Yes. I did. Yeah. Gosh, she, she'll just say whatever she wants, she won't will she? Say, that's, we love it. We love it. <laughs> and that's what she did in her two memoirs. They're her kind of back-to-back books that she wrote. I feel like I might have to read those books. Lori loved it. I loved She's, I don't know, you know, Julia and I were talking about it the other day. I, I just think it's because she is like this Hollywood person who's, First, second, third generation. I mean, she's just like we. None. There's nothing very, can bother her. Ruffle her feathers. Yeah. and she gives no f's. Exactly, right. and yeah. she's exactly. sort of seen it all. And um, you know, there's just I don't know. I I know she was in a lot of hot water with a lot of people after that vulture interview, but I just found it to be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of I guess torn. I can't decide, especially about the Woody Allen stuff, but. Whatever. Whatever. She, yeah. She gets to say whatever she, she does thinks. get to say, okay, I want to know about the hustle. Was it's there, not good. It's not good. Nothing is, good? Is this no. the, tell us who's in this. Uh, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. And I'm starting to think I like Rebel Wilson in smaller doses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's too much. She is too much, especially in this movie. And it's really surprisingly kind of crude. Like, I remember it's been a long time, so maybe the movie doesn't stand up. Dirty Rotten, Rotten Scoundrels. Oh. I remember it being kind of elegant. And clever. And, like, clever and mm-hmm. capery. This one Michael is Kane, not. It's just Steve sort Martin. of gross mm-hmm. and dumb. And, and I love Anne Hathaway, so I want to see Anne Hathaway in good things. And she but, worked 
hard making the yeah, circuit last week for this movie. She's, I, I mean, I feel like she's one of those, star- like there are some people who say, no, I'm not going to do the press junket. No, I'm not going to do phoners, whatever. That's not Anne Hathaway. Because mm-hmm. she, I she talked to her earlier game. this year for Serenity, right. which was a movie that was clearly going to bomb, even though I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. She worked oh, that did. one too. She did so. good for, well, you got to love that about her. Yeah. I, think- I mean, she commits to her project and she follows through. I think that speaks yeah. very well of her. The yeah. thing about Rebel Wilson, and I've heard this from people, she rubs on people and she plays the same type of character. She rubs on people? People, people. she bugs people. Oh, I thought you meant literally. That no, she's no, 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 no. She's walking she's up and rubbing rub. herself on no, people. No, she's a rubber. Have you heard of the rubbers? <laughs> it's a new fad. She wears on people badly. But people here's don't... the question. If that movie just costs like $10 million to make and she can get $50 million out of the box office, then does she get, you know, then she'll be able to do another movie and maybe she'll get better material. Maybe. And I, I mean, she probably has, a, I would guess, pretty substantial Australian audience, yeah. which is a big movie market. So mm-hmm. that probably helps her keep getting these parts. But yeah, I would like to see her do something a little different, not yeah. play the abrasive uh, go do like what shop. Melissa McCarthy did with uh, playing the forger. There you go. In that great movie. Yeah, whatever. Can you ever forgive me? Uh, worst title ever. Just too long. Uh, <laughs> can you ever? Forgive I mean, me? in context, it really yeah. works. But yeah, it yeah. is kind of a hard one to remember. Okay, talk to us about um, souvenir. Who's what that is movie it? and what is it? I just saw it this morning. Okay. It is with uh, Tilda Swinton's daughter is the star oh, of it. That's right. Yes. It was at Sundance and it's kind of a coming of age story. She is a young woman who is starting film school and spends a lot of time with her friends talking about this project that she wants to make. And the feedback she gets kind of is you come from a privileged background. It's set in the eighties. You come from a privileged background. You haven't really learned anything. You're not really ready to make these kinds of movies that you want to make. And then the movie basically is her living the life that's going to give her the background that's going to allow her to be compassionate about uh, stories of pain and suffering because she goes through a lot in the movie. She has a boyfriend who we don't immediately know why, but clearly is trouble from the beginning. And uh, a lot of things go wrong for her over the course of the movie. And by the end, we're left with the the impression that maybe she's going to be a good filmmaker because Mm -hmm. she's kind of had her eyes opened. And Tilda Swinton, her real life mother, plays her mother. And she's kind of um, just like a doting mom. It's a very un-Tilda Swinton-ish part. Like, she's not crazy. She's not an alien. She doesn't turn out to, you know, have a direct line to Lucifer. Is this part going to make Tilda, what's the daughter's name? Her Honor. name is really hard for me to oh, remember. It, is. Honor. it isn't Swinton, isn't it's her last Honor, name? It's something Swinton, Swinton Byrne. Byrne. Yeah. Okay. Honoré, it, I is think. this going to be a breakout thing where she's going to be kind of like I think so. getting this a is lot kind of attention of a, for this role? Yeah. I think it's kind of a small movie, so I don't know that this movie is going to be a huge hit, but it's her performance is really spectacular and in a very kind of quiet and subtle. And she reminds me a little bit of like a Molly Ringwald in that no. she's super intelligent. She's tall. She has this kind of tentative quality that feels like a person who's figuring things out, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, is kind of magnetic on screen. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think she's going to get a lot of parts as a result of this movie. And when does Souvenir open? I think it opens the 31st. 31st. I, I heard that she kind of fell in, into the part by accident. She didn't have any acting experience prior previous to this. Did you hear that, Chris? I didn't hear about the accidental part, but I think this is her first major thing. Okay. There's no pictures of her. Mm-hmm. And I suppose when your mom is Tilda Swinton, it's easy to sort of accidentally yes. fall into those exactly. kinds of things. Yeah. How about the movie Long Shot? And tell people who's in it. Mm-hmm. That's Charlize Theron and Seth 
thrilling. Rogan, okay. the rom-com. Isn't this kind of a rom-com, or do we call it that? I think we can call it a rom-com. Okay. I feel like some recent rom-coms have been a little bit questionable about whether or not they're a rom-com or not. I wrote a story about this. But this one, I think, is for sure a rom-com. It's, it, it is romantic. I have a little bit of a qualm about the romance, and it is very funny. It is. It Both, is funny. Yeah, and Charlize Theron, I don't think, has had a chance to be funny on screen in this way. I've interviewed her a couple of times, and she is very funny. She's clever, a very clever person. Mm-hmm. But she's mostly been, you know, saving the world or kicking bad guys in the teeth. And this time she is a secretary of state who's considering running for president. And she reconnects with a former middle school classmate who always had a crush on her. Is that Seth? That's Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. who becomes her speechwriter. And he kind of reminds her of her ideals from the past that she's sort of lost sight of as she's gotten heavier into the politics game. And um, she, he also reminds her of the fun side. And he gets her a lot of good drugs. So they sort of start a relationship. Oh, because I want to see this. They had so much chemistry when because they did their interviews together. Yeah, when they I saw were them making watch own. what happens live there too. Yeah, they just had super like, fun, super fun. You- and I had no idea she was producing, and she produces Mindhunters. That mm. TV series. I don't even know what that is. Oh, that was just like, it's been probably... Serial killers. Serial killers. People yeah. have been waiting for it to come back. It's very clever how the show is done. But she just told, she's told everybody, I've just had to take control of my career and just, you know, start producing and get doing so I could do things. I mean, that's the deal if you're a woman in Hollywood and yeah. you want to work after 40. Yeah. So, yeah, she's making it work. Well, did you like the romance between the two? Did you believe that, it? That's where people said that it was a little... I did believe it, but at the end of the movie, I was like, huh, what is the message here that a woman who is really smart, who wakes up in the morning with her makeup party on looking fabulous, she has this amazing career, she's potentially going to be the president of the United States, does she maybe deserve a little better than a stoner who hasn't advanced romantically since he was 12 years old and had right. a crush on her? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she could aim a little higher. Yeah. Okay. So there but, is that element, but, but I, you could also, who says the romance is going to last forever? That's right. It just could be a fantastic bridge romance. It could be a bridge romance. Yes. That's yeah. my hope. Did you like Avengers Endgame? Is that as great as everyone um, said it was? I mean, did it satisfy you as a fan? Uh, It is a very satisfying conclusion to all of these stories. Okay. It's quite long. I mean, it's more than three hours long. Yeah. Um, Oh, that just sounds horrible. But if you're a fan, like your son, my son loved it. They just were going crazy. They loved it so much. I think it's definitely worth seeing. And I have had a fair amount of superhero fatigue, particularly Marvel fatigue, Mm because they're kind of all the same. Yeah. And a lot of them don't have that much of a sense of humor. The Thor movies actually are an exception in that regard. But. Uh, this one does have, I think, a little bit of a sense of humor, and it maybe earns the three hours because it has a lot of stories that it wants to wrap up. I mean, some of these characters presumably we're not going to see again, at yeah. least played by these actors anyway. It, yeah, because yeah. they're all done. I mean, Chris Evans was just talking about, I mean, like on his Insta or Twitter, that it was emotional for these guys knowing, because they've been on the regular, how long have they been filming these movies? Like about 10 years. 10 years, 10 years. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And one thing that's kind of fun about it is, Characters who have been in previous, I think this is the, is it the 21st uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie? Characters who have been in the previous 20 who you definitely never thought you were going to see again do pop up briefly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just mention as a little bit of a spoiler, Natalie Portman from the first Thor movie yeah. is back. Which I would never have guessed that she was going to be. And it's only a very quick appearance. But it's fun to see those people and have them sort of wrapped into the That storyline. Yeah. Do you think Deadpool helped make um, the Marvel Universe and some of the other stuff funnier to add more humor? Do you think Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds had anything to do with that, doing the sort of the... 
Maybe. I mean, I would say, like, the first Iron Man movie is really funny. I love and I think that. taking its cue from Robert yeah. Downey Jr., who gives to me one of the great superhero performances of yeah. all time in that movie. Uh, but maybe they did lose a little lose sight of that a little bit because there are so many explosions in these movies and so many like <laughs> exactly. one special effect battling another special effect right. with a lightning bolt special effect in his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe there just isn't that much time for jokes. All right, that's fine. All right, we're with uh, Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune, and uh, we've been catching up with him on movies to go and see. And then um, we come back. You were in New York City last week, and you saw Broadway shows. So maybe six of them. Six oh, we went here. All right, we we'll be right back. Um, before we move on to uh, your Broadway New York City trip, um, Doris Day. I know. Did you just? What was your first Doris Day movie that you just like? Uh, were, oh. I think mine was like the one I really vividly remember because we saw it at the theater in Japan. Was in the you know the Pillow Talk with Rock Hudson? Well, no, no, no. That because that was that was like earlier sixties. Don't the Daisy one? Oh, please don't eat the daisies. Please don't eat the daisies. Yeah, my first one is from that time frame too, mm-hmm. and I saw it on TV just as a kid. I think it's the Glass Bottom Boat. Yes, which I don't think either of those is considered prime Doris Day. No, I movie know, material, but it just but... was like my mom loved loved the Doris Day. I mean, when you think of how long you know she was kind of you know ten straight years in Hollywood mm-hmm. of having number one movie. Yeah, no one's ever replicated it that. And I love her in the Man Who Knew Too Much remake with right. Jimmy Stewart. That's a that's a terrific movie. Mm-hmm. All right, All Doris right, Day so Day on TMC. Do you, Sunday, do you have the Doris Day parking, Jeannie? Do you have that? I don't even know what that is. Doris Day parking is when the spot is available in front of the restaurant, the bank, the store, whatever. You just pull right up and in. Oh, from like under movies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. I know that's what that was called. Yeah. I do not have that genie. You don't? I have okay. the six blocks away genie. Okay, all right. Tell us. Okay, so you go to New York once a year to go to Broadway. Yeah, pretty much always around this time because you're, you're in the kind of sweet spot between Seasons. when Tony nominations are announced and when the Tony nominations happen. So... Actors tend not to be taking vacations because they want the Tony voters Got to come it. and see them. Got it. So so I didn't know that's why. I just thought you went because May is such a wonderful time to go well, to New too. York City weather-wise usually and all of that. That too. Oh, man. We went to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens and we were right at the peak of tree peony seasons. They were so gorgeous. I think we're like three weeks away here because I have one in my yard and it's not doing a thing yet, but... They were gorgeous. So, yeah, spring was happening in New York. Spring was happening in New York. More so than here. Really? Mm -hmm. All right. So, tell us what you loved. The best show I saw is, and I think this will end up being something people can see probably, uh, you know, it'll end up being filmed. What the Constitution Means to Me. It's a masterpiece. Is it a play? It's a play. It's this woman named Heidi Schreck who stars in it and wrote it. And it is inspired by the fact that she financed her college education by doing speeches about the Constitution at Elks Clubs. I love uh, in this her area. Concept. I know. And the, and it was all about how much she loves the Constitution. And she has described the show as being about her abusive romance with the Constitution because as she gets older, she begins to recognize the misogyny in parts of the Constitution and not being able to vote until 1920. Uh. So she's kind of re-examining her love of the Constitution. Is uh, it a one-woman show? It or maybe mostly there are two other people who are in it at the end of it she has a little mini debate that's Mm -hmm. really interesting but it's it's a lot about 
uh, women's rights. And uh, specifically, she came from a family that has a long history of abuse and how the Constitution, in her view now, helped kind of codify that. And she also is a woman who's had an abortion, so she talks about that mm-hmm. pretty extensively in the show. And uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful show. I was bawling by the really? end. Really? Wow. Yeah, and gorgeous. is that going to win a, a Tony? I mean, will that... It's nominated for Be- yeah. Best Play and Best Leading Actress mm-hmm. in a Play. It'll win, or, and also, um, it'll win one of those two, yeah. I okay. think. Be- mm-hmm. Maybe not both of them, but she's and so timely with what everything that's going on, yeah, too. that's the thing. I bet that was fascinating. She's been doing it for a couple of years, but in fact, I read an interview with her and she was talking about how much the show changes from night to night. And she said, basically it changes based on how mad I am about what I read in the paper that day. Really? She referenced. And did she really do this? Is this? She did really do it. She did really do this. She did used to go to the Elks clubs and give speeches and stuff. Yeah. Because people are woefully misinformed about the constitution, aren't they? Yeah, well, and apparently there was <laughs> this very specific hand. format where yeah. they would, like, give you a portion of the Constitution and you had to debate one or the other yeah. side of it, whichever they gave you. Right. It's this crazy thing. So she knows her Constitution backwards and forwards. Okay. And at the end, she hands out one to everybody. Is that a hard... Oh, she does? Uh-huh. I love that. Is yeah. that a, is it a hard show to get a, the ticket to? Uh, I did not have too much she, trouble. It's in a smaller theater, mm-hmm. so maybe once the Tonys happen, it's going to get a little bit harder. But I yeah. didn't have too much of a hard time okay. getting seats. All right, then what was the next favorite show that the you next saw? favorite for sure was Oklahoma and it is not the Oklahoma you remember again essentially it's about misogyny it totally says here's what you thought Oklahoma was all this time okay. and here's the violence and the hatred of women that is underneath it Whoa! Like, but is for it instance, the musical it is the musical and they haven't changed a word of the script so okay. it's amazing how it becomes this completely different, really dark thing. At the end of the show, I mean literally dark. At the end of the show, Curdy Curly is splattered in the blood from shooting Judd. Like head to toe. I don't even and know so the story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You've never a- seen the movie Oklahoma? Well, yeah, I did, but all I remember is yeah, the right, fun right. guy. The songs, oh, the so- right, right. And the songs are still beautiful, yeah. too. It's it's uh, much smaller orchestrations. It's like a banjo, and it's mm-hmm. probably maybe an eight-piece band. But wow. like the, the the vocal arrangement of Oklahoma in particular is just crazy. And that Farmer and Cowman song, mm-hmm. so beautiful. So uh, it's great. Okay. And at intermission, they serve you chili and cornbread. No oh, way! I love it's that. as if you're at the lunchbox social that they oh, that most God. of the show takes place at. That would wow. be fun to see. Donnie, would you have an interest in seeing Oklahoma? This uh, version was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I think you would like it because yeah. it, it really does make you completely rethink everything. Do you, you think that will be a touring production? Because like that has name recognition, yeah, that show. They just announced that it's going to tour. Okay. And I'm intrigued to see if that really happens mm-hmm. because it is so much weirder than people are going to think. Uh, and the Dream Ballet is now this woman who comes out and does essentially a hip hop dance for about 10 minutes. And she's like really in your face, essentially saying to us, look at me, pay attention to what's happening to me in this musical. Okay. See how these men are yeah. batting me back This is and forth. fantastic. This just it's sounds so compelling. Tingling. It's so good. Oh, I love it. Okay. You saw Tootsie. I did, which stars Santino Fontana, who people here might remember as Hamlet the last time the Guthrie did Hamlet. He is a graduate of the Guthrie University of Minnesota BFA program. Okay. He plays Tootsie. Uh, it's been changed from, you know, in the movie, Dustin Hoffman dressed up as a woman to get a part in a soap opera. Here he dresses up as a woman to get a part in a Broadway musical, which is kind of a fun idea. Yeah, we I get love the that. Show yes. within a show as well. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some, they've tried to update it for the Me Too era. And 
for the most part, they've succeeded. I think there are still some issues, but it's really fun to see those characters again. Like the woman who plays the Terry Gar role is fantastic. She's oh. nominated for a Tony. So is Santino Fontana. The guy who plays the Bill Murray part is really funny. He's also nominated for a Tony. Uh, the songs are maybe not the best part of it, but they're fun. And the yeah. book is one of the funnier books I've ever seen in a Broadway musical. Oh, really? It's, it's very All right, funny. fun. Yeah. All right, now we're going through the list. Okay. Um, Give us another one. Kiss Me Kate? Kiss Me Kate. I thought was pretty good. Kelly O'Hara is in it, who's a big Broadway star, not really a big star elsewhere. We know her from um, the TV show. Yes, we do. um, I don't know which one. The one. Smash. Smash, Smash. thank you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she's lovely. And actually, the guy who's with her was on Smash, Smash, too. Smash, yeah. Yes, he was. Is this a revival? Kiss Me, yes. Kate. And it's it's a pretty traditional revival. It's not one of these sort of dramatic rethinkings. And one thing that I hadn't really remembered is how many great songs are in that show. Oh. it's uh, uh, I've Always Been True to You in My Fashion, Brush Up Your Shakespeare, Tom Dicker Harry. There are a lot of really good songs. So that, it's a fun one. I love it when you go to um, and give us the, you know, reviews from New York. It's Me been too. so long. And well, then, and it just helps people, you know, to like get planning. an idea if you're planning a trip, which a lot of people do do like a, you know, a summer trip. A summer trip. What or, ship mm-hmm. did you go on? You told us you went on the what? The vessel? The, the vessel. What's the that? The vessel is that big, I think it's six stories tall. There was a thing on CBS Sunday morning about it a couple weeks ago. You can walk on these cantilevered platforms in the middle. Of, it looks, they're calling yes. it the giant shawarma because yeah. it's kind of shaped like a giant shawarma and you get sort of interesting views of New York. And uh, it was a fun thing. It's free, it, but you have to sign up for tickets ahead of time. You the can vessel. Sign up okay. Two weeks ahead do you, of time. Where do you catch it? Where do you go? Where do you get it? Is you where just walk to it. It's oh, basically it's just downtown? south of the beginning of the, of the south tip of the High Line. Okay. So I think it's around, I want to say 14th yeah. Street. Okay. And so on the west side of the. Okay. You are always full of great information, Chris Hewitt. At, Good. At Chris Hewitt. No, it's say real, real quick, Chris guys. H. Yeah. Uh, in the movie version of Kiss Me, Kate. It's Bob Fosse. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So it's are in the you, news right now. Are we watching Fosse Burden? Yes. Duh. Oh, my gosh. Michelle Williams. Uh, she's amazing in it. She's amazing. <laughs> All right. We will be back. We're going to catch up with the Royals.